Hello, welcome to the A to Sigma Stat Center here on the Honest Wargamer. All of our stats can be found also, if you'd like good comprehensive stats for A to Sigma, on the honestwargamer.com. And if you click on the stats, you'll see all the amazing stats that you can see here. You've got win rates, battle plan usage, battalion usage, all sorts of really cool stuff done by Ziggy and Rob. Uh, they do that, and I just present the stats. So a special shout-out to both of them. Rob also normally writes a blog. You can find normally attached to this video on the website. They're worth reading, and go check them out. He's probably the only person in the world who reads more lists than me. Probably fair. Um, so worth it. This uh, stat show today, we're going to be looking at 194 players playing across seven countries. 16 factions went 4-1 or better this weekend. Um, and it's in, uh, So that's pretty amazing. Seraphon. Uh, there's none of those. The meta rep has dropped by 70% since September, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Caradron, there's a new book on pre-order. Uh, but these are the ones that we, we haven't seen this weekend. There are no bone splitters. This GHB, we have seen no bone splitters play across the course of this event. Um, when we go look at the events in a minute, uh, in the 5-1 category, uh, sorry, in the 5-0 category, this this week, we've got four Slaves to Darkness lists, a corn list with an exalted greater demon of corn, uh, Ogres, uh, Skaven with the most incredible build where he's putting a Claw Lord in the Lacquan, the Soul Seeker, teleporting him up the board and then killing stuff at damage three with a flaming weapon. Amazing. Uh, Sinesh, Stormcast, and Sylvaneth. And then in the 4 1 category, there are uh, four Beasts of uh, Chaos. Four Gits, three Nurgle, two Stormcast, two Fire Slayers, two Sylvaneth, one Fleshy Quartz, one Corn, one Lumineth, one Ogres, one OCR Bone Reapers, one Soul Blight, and one Zinch, uh, which is pretty great. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy this. Let's get into it right now. Some exciting news, actually, before we get on with the lists, is there's an event in Boston called Ironweld on May the 27th and 28th. I was lucky enough to go over to an event that was ran by the people that are running Ironweld last year. I had a great time and there are loads more tickets available. Uh, the guys want to build like this massive Age of Sigma scene at their events. I'm a huge fan of the organizers, big friends, and they're just wicked people. So if you are in Boston or in the US or I guess anywhere in the world and you want to go, there'll be links in the show notes to go and find tickets and go to the event. The first event for the stats this week is the Realmgate Rampage 2. Organized in upstate New York or just New York City uh, by Mike Mullis. Uh, it was located here. Um, for podcast listeners, you're looking at just a building. Like, it's, to, it's a holiday inn, is what it is. Okay, so we've got two exciting five O's. Uh, two exciting five O's. We've got Anthony Trentinelli and Joseph M. Pagano, both members of the Tough Cloud. And they both went 5 0. Congratulations to both of them. No surprise. From Anthony, who's been one of the best performing Age Sigma players for the past couple of years. Um, not, and not a surprise for Joe, but Joe's first, I think, 5-0 ever. Super happy for him. Uh, super happy for him. Especially, as I know Basil's going in for that. Uh, so shout out to, to, to Joe. Uh, so what they're running. So Anthony was running a Slaves to Darkness Cabalist list. And he took the Grand Strat, Follow the Path to Glory, which is to turn your character into a Demon Prince. Pretty, pretty good. And then he's got a couple of ways to do that. He's got Chaos Sorcerer Lord, who's got the Mark of Chaos Undivided, which lets you re-roll one of the results. Uh, he's got Command Trait Master of Magic, so he's re-rolling to cast. Uh, he's got an Artifact to Power the Arcane Tomes, so he's a wizard. Uh, and then he's got the Tunnel Master. He's also got a spell that lets him roll on the Eye of the Gods. So um, 
A lot, a lot of people in the chat are very unconvinced. Some people thinking best grand strat. Some people thinking risky grand strat. Yeah, it's uh, but either way. Um, uh, and then he's got another Chaos Social Lord. And then he's got something we're seeing a lot in Slaves of Darkness list at the minute. Ten Chaos Knights with the Mark of Nurgle. With also the Ensorcelled Banner, the Eroding Icon, which is minus one rend uh, it, when you attack this unit. Now, this is a, a big, chunky, chunky uh, unit of 30 wounds on a three-up save. Um, they are, you're ignoring a Pippa Rend. And you're also, because you're Mark of Nurgle, you are also minus one to be wounded so it's a great pinning unit that just pins the army back uh then he's got the unmade which is a great tech piece which stops redeploys uh which is really nice um and then my i'd love him to play into obr and just be like do you want to redeploy you can't <laughs> it's just for me and then he's got the corvus cabal another great tech piece because of the deep strike especially useful for achieving battle tactics then he's got as two hammer units, two damage dealers. He's got a Chaos Chosen and he's got Varangard. Chaos Chosen and Varangard. Chaos Chosen and Varangard. He's got two double reinforced units, so he's got ten Chosen and six Varangard. All with the Marker Corn, all doing the additional damage. Uh, and he's got the Soul Screen Bridge. So he's going to reliably cast the Soul Screen Bridge, pop a unit across it, and then do a charge. And then do, obviously, uh, both of those have fight twice uh, once per battle. So. Uh, loads of damage, uh, and just a great list played by a very great player. Joe's list, though, is one for the legends. He's got Stormcast Eternal's list in Knight's Excelsior. His leader is Karazai the Scarred. Not the wizardy one. Yeah, so not uh, uh, Mufasa. He's got Jafar. Uh, no, is that, have I got that right? No. Who's the bad one? <laughs> I think I think that's not liking at all, right? Scar, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, then he's got so he's got Karazai, the combat dragon. He's then got a Celestant Prime. <laughs> Yikes! He's got a Celestant Prime, the Lord Imperitant. Um, the Lord Imperitant has got the Master of Magic, the Arcane Tome, and also Tunnel Master. Um, and then he's got two, un three units of three annihilators dropping from the sky. The Lord Imperitant letting them drop from outside seven inches. Vanguard Raptors, unit of three, and he's got the uh, Holy Command Thunderbolt Volley, so he's going to be able to shoot them twice. And he's got three Praetors. Now the three Praetors, let me tell you, they are so great because they can bodyguard for Karazai. They either give him a five-up flat ignore or a three-up ward. So either five-up ward. Um, sorry, a five-up ward or a three-up bodyguard. So either way, they're surviving. Uh, the Karazai's got like an additional like nine wounds, I think it is, uh, on his war scroll, which is wicked. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just excellent. So he's bodyguarding Karazai. Then he's launching himself in as Karazai, doing damage at range with the Celestine Prime, and then also launching him in, dropping the Annihilators in. It's a mega aggro army. It's just pure rage. It's pure New York hardcore beatdown. Well done to Joe for doing so well. Okay, so we're going to be taking a look at the four ones. Looking at the four ones, we've got a bunch of famous people here. Sam Gould, absolutely love this guy. When he's not chopping wood down in a forest and making other places smell of rich mahogany. He's playing all sorts of lists, but he specifically, this time, played Corn. He had a Blaze of Corn, Reapers of Vengeance Army, Scarbrand, Archeon, and a Blood Secretor. That's pretty fun. I've been enjoying seeing the Archeon, Scarbrand lists. This is pretty powerful stuff. 
Normally, every corn list at the minute, until the new corn book, is really all about pushing Scarbrand in to pose a real threat. So you give up most of the army so Scarbrand does the damage. In this situation, Sam's like, I'm going to double down. I'm going to throw Archeon. Deal with Archeon first, Scarbrand second. Then he's got a Slaughter Priest, a Blood Secretor, and then he's got two lots of, uh, sorry, one lot of 10 Blood Warriors, and then he's got three lots of 10 Blood Reavers, and then he's also brought the Cockatrice, which I think is incredible. Cockatrice doing mortal wounds in, uh, into a unit so that then they only hit on sixes is really good into Archeon, who's already very survivable, and then also Scarbrand, who you don't want to be hit. So little bit of a little bit of a trick there. Love that. That's powerful stuff. Uh, next up, uh, let's just close that down. Uh, next up, we have uh, Frederick Brigras Brograno. Uh, I've definitely said that wrong. He was running Fleshy Courts and Blistikin. He just took three massive damage dealers. Big hammers. He's got an Aborrent Arc Regent. He's got the Aborrent Ghoul King on Royal Terrorgeist. And then he's got nine Crypt Flayers. Also got an internal, uh, Infernal Courtier, sorry. And then he's got the Incarnate with some Crypt Ghouls. So the Incarnate's going to go in, do a load of damage. Uh, you're pinned in. And then the, the, uh, the Flayers are going to go in. We've done the math on the show before with the Flayers. Loads of attacks, piling attack twice, tons of mortal wounds, absolutely insane stuff, right? Just crazy things. Um, and then the Aborrent Gold King Royal Terror Geist has also got, is very fast as well if they get off the spell Spectral Host, because it gives you like run and charge. Um, and you're going to go very fast and also do a bunch of damage. Also, you've got all the summoning in the list as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, really, like, Fleshy Courts are actually in a pretty good spot at the minute. They're just really offensive they just do tons and tons and tons of damage and they've got good board control as well um then in third no not in third place but carl ong of the tough cloud uh also went also went uh 4-1 uh with uh with only one loss so let's just quickly talk through his list uh so he was using gloom white gits and jaws of mork he had his list was only 1920 points so that he could have a double triumph so he's got indomitable which means you can ignore a battle shock test uh, once per game and he's got two of those which is pretty impressive uh then he's got a dank hold trog boss grint crack scrag rot and a squig boss with nasher squig then two lots of 20 moon clan stabbers 36 squig herd and 15 boing rot bounders so i want to clear something up because this came up on a show recently if you have scrag on your list then Scragrot can be considered your general. So even though the Dankhold Trogboss is the general in this list, Scragrot also counts as your general, therefore unlocking things like Squig Herd and Boingrot Bounders or, or whatever um, to be able to be double reinforced and turning them into battle line. Some people are missing that. It's because Scragrot has the Warmaster keyword on his War Scroll. So Warmaster makes him count as a general, which means that you can do that. So just worth worth noting, because it's confused some people in the comments before. Um, so 15 Boingrot Bounders. We've done the math on this. 15 Boingrot Bounders with all the buffs can kill Archeon twice in a turn. From alive to dead, twice. 15 Boingrot Bounders. They'll delete the Earth. There's, uh, I don't think, anything that can stop them. Uh, Squig Herd, also incredibly offensive. Loads of damage. Six CQ Snufflers, which, if we're honest, are more screens than anything else. Uh, you're, uh, but also can give a 5-up ward to a unit. Uh, and you've got Marsh Crawler Slogoth, which is giving the uh, the plus one to hit Aura out. Now, Carl did only lose one game. Uh, I wish we could have seen that game. I imagine it would look something like this. This is a picture I'm putting up on YouTube, you can see, of Carl getting decimated by Tom Ling's, uh, Tom Ling's 
soul-black gravelords. He turned all of those squigs into zombies. And uh, Carl, they're not looking happy, but showing off some pretty impressive triceps. So keep hitting, keep hitting the gym, Carl. You're looking really fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we've, then we've got Ryan Muskoff from Wicked Dicey. Wicked Dicey, uh, uh, great gaming club, great gaming club. Loads of events run by those guys. They've also got a YouTube channel if you want to go check it out. Wicked Dicey is what it's called, unsurprisingly. Um, uh, Carl was running, uh, let me just get this out right, he was running Magikin of Nurgle, he had Droning Guard, Blob, Orgots, Lord of Afflictions, two lots of three Plague Drones, some Puskal Black Lords, three Nurglings, uh, ten Rotmire Creed, and six Furies as allies. Really useful for going and grabbing objectives, especially for an army that plays very centrally. It wants to put a lot of Disease points to as many units as possible. Blob and Orgots obviously help with that. They charge in, drop disease over, be very difficult to kill, uh, and then keep fighting through that as well. Sopity Bar Pipe of stopping in, stopping Parlins, very effective as well. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, then you got Sean Allen from the Backwoods Meta, uh, and he was taking a Stormcast Eternal's army uh, with a Night Encanter, a Lord Relictor, a unit of Vindicators. Two units of Liberators, minimum Liberators, and then a unit of six Vanguard Raptors with Longstrike Crossbows, and then two units of ten Protectors. Those Protectors are in the Galician uh, Veterans Battalion, so they're going to be able to fight in two ranks. Uh, and then the uh, Longstrike Crossbows are in the Galician Sharpshooters Battalion, uh, which is good, along with some of the other units, so they're going to be able to snipe out those Galician Champions, which is pretty fun, and I like that. That's everything from that event. I hope everyone had a nice time, and uh, well done on everyone's results. Our next event is the Brewdog AOS event, uh, organized by Callum Sinclair um, over in, well, up, sorry, not over, in Scotland. In Scotland. Uh, and this, yeah, in Scotland. Uh, it had 40 players, and the event was actually won by a Norwegian. Uh, so the uh, one of the organizers, or the main organizer of the 2D6 AOS club in the home of Norway, um, Mr. Gear Videld. Uh, now, Gear, um, I'm going to just talk through the list and then I'm just going to interview Gear because this is he's such a big brain at Age of Sigmar and it's such a big brain list. It's perfect. So we're just going to do that. I'm going to interview him instead. So do look out for that on my socials when we get the opportunity to organize that. He was running Slaves of Darkness Ravagers list. He has Bellicor the Dark Master, great for shutting down your opponent, obviously. Chaos Sorcerer Lord, um, then another Chaos Sorcerer Lord. His main Chaos Sorcerer Lord, who's the general, is the Idolater Lord. He's got Heal, because he's also a priest. He's got an artifact, the Arcane Tome, so he's also a wizard. He's got Marcus and Esh, and he's got Lore of the Damned, uh, Demonic Speed. Uh, this means he's going to be able to buff up his 30 Splintered Fang with the Mark of Sinesh. So if I'm right in thinking, he's got Run and Charge and also Charge on 3d6 available to the Splintered Fang. So there, uh, I think the correct term is he will yeet it in order to beat it. Um, then another 20 Splintered Fang. Uh, don't forget, you can also recycle them in this unit, in this uh, sub-faction as well. Uh, so you can, like, recycle half, yeet them in, recycle half. That's pretty fun. Uh, then he's got nine um, unmade, so one unit of nine unmade, sorry. So same thing as I said before. Great tech piece for shutting down your opponent's ability to redeploy. Uh, and also rally. I think it's redeploy and rally is what they stop. And then um, he's got a unit of six Varangard with a marker corn, making it a little bit more of a sustainable army uh, because obviously they've got a great armor save. And again, they will slap the ever-living Jesus out of you. Uh, he's also got 
uh, a Chaos Gargant as an ally from the new Beast of Chaos book. This is actually probably one of the things I'm most excited about, looking at these different lists. We already saw this from the Nurgle list in the last uh, kind of event. Um, you can see a lot of allies that are really clutch. And Chaos Gargant at 145 hits pretty hard, but obviously being able to reduce your armor save your opponents is pretty brilliant. Uh, so just really fantastic ally really nice tech piece and then he's also got the soul scream bridge so being able to transport one of those units and then charge off that as well is great uh gear who's in the chat right now uh said i painted 41 models in eight days to get the list ready 41 models in eight days went over five owed absolutely fantastic can't wait to talk to him about it watch out for that then maybe we'll do a list master class on it as well, as long as some of those elements haven't changed and any battle scroll updates in the, in the upcoming future, uh, because I think it's one of those ones that you could talk loads about. Yes, shout out to the Falcon. Give me a second. Uh, Nathan, who came second, uh, who is from Scotland, um, uh, but he got four and a draw, so not in the 5-0 bracket, but shout out to him. Well done. He took Gloomstrike Gits with the Jaws of Mork. He had a Loom Boss, a Madcap Shaman, Squeak Boss with Nasher Squig, Scragrot, and Grink Crack the Great with his crew. Then he took 30 Squig Hoppers. Then he took 60 Moon Clan Shooters and 20 Moon Clan Shooters. Then he brought himself uh, two units of five Loon Smasher Fanatics and six Sneaky Snufflers. Now, I've been talking about this a lot. If you can't be a one drop, you should be a ten drop um, because he's got the Galician Sharpshooter Battalion. So his uh, two units of shooters are in the Galician Sharpshooter Battalion along with Grinkrax Loon Court. He's then also got a Warlord Battalion uh, because he's obviously taken... Um, oh, he's taken one Triumph only. And then he's taken uh, an extra artifact. Maybe. Yes, he has taken an extra artifact. He took the Clammy Hand and the Moonface Momet. Nice. Then he's got a Vanguard Battalion and then finally a Battle Regiment. So he's 10 drops in his list. And I've talked about this a lot. Talked about this a lot. A lot of people thinking Battle Regiment is the one. Battle Regiment may be the one if your army plays that way. Um, but I think also Battle Regiment is going to be really problematic thanks to Beast of Chaos. I don't think Beast of Chaos meta rep is ever going to be enough that it's going to be something you think about. But you can't Alpha Strike the army that's never going to be there because they can null deploy their army. Really interesting to think about. The Rock, Paper, Scissors mechanics of Age of Sigmar may have been... This might be the most Rock, Paper, Scissors it is, but it's also the most wildly diverse and exciting kind of top-end meta. Very exciting for teams when things like Worlds come up. Really exciting for looking through these things. So, um, absolutely love it. Uh, just really, really good. Um, so, yeah, huge. Uh, so, so great list from uh, Gits. Again, performing well. Great list from Slaves of Darkness. And again, something different to what we've seen previously. Shout out to both those two players. Awesome. Okay, in the 4-1 bracket, we've got a list of different factions. Again, it's all about that. Goodness by Gits, Scragrot, Loon King, Dankhold, Trogboss, uh, Rock Guts, six Rock Guts, six Rock Guts, six Rock Guts, and then uh, five Sport Splatters, five Gobblepalooza, and then uh, the very best thing, a reinforced unit of Dankhold Trogoths. You absolutely love to see it. Probably I should have said that in the 4-1 bracket, we have Sean Ricketts, Adam Turner playing Ogres, Phil McGuinness playing Beast of Chaos, Stu West, and Mark Roberts. Mark Roberts running uh, a pretty crazy list of, I think Mark was running the Slaves of Darkness list, which had a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. This is Knights of the Empty Throne, Slaves of Darkness. Chaos Sorcerer Lord and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. But then he had 10 Chaos Knights and 9 Varangard. 9. And then another unit of 3 Varangard. 12 Varangard in that army. Uh, don't forget they got Run and Charge. And he's marked them all with Corn, and they've all taken Spears, which is pretty cool. Absolutely love that. Uh, then um, 
uh, our ogre list had a, a Huskard on Stonehorn, a Butcher, an Icebrow Hunter, and then one, two, three, four Stonehorn Beast Riders. Now, what's cool about the Stonehorn Beast Riders, obviously, they've all got a Blood Vulture, and the Blood Vulture is really wicked for just applying a little Mortal Wound here and there, um, and then picking out characters, killing little units, just stacking Mortal Wounds on stuff. Means you've got to run at them. Really cool. Stonehorn Beast Riders, very fun. Also, just very difficult when they're like, when you when you put them all together as like a little death ball. So you put like three of them in a little block. We, I had an event this weekend at the arena. And we saw Fabian, who won the event, I'll talk about that in a bit, uh, playing Ogres as well. He just had a bunch of big stone horns um, like this list. You just put them all together. And if you charge one, you're kind of charging them all. And that's a real problem. That's a real problem because you're going to get hit by a load of them. Um, we talked about Saves the Darkness list. Fire Slayers, again, doing really well. Um, they got Greyfjord, so you've got a Rune Sun, Flamekeeper, Battlesmith, Rune Father on Magmadroth, and then a Rune Master and a Knight Zephyros. So no double Flamekeeper, which is kind of the build we've seen doing very well. I talked about it on last week's show, if you're a Fire Slayer fan. Um, then he's got 10 Hearthguard Berserkers, 15 Hearthguard Berserkers, and 20 Volkite Berserkers with a Molten in Fernoth. The Knight Zephyros is a cute little ally in there, really good for doing Galician Champions, and also doing that battle tactic cunning maneuver. Uh, so yeah, very cool. Love that a lot. Um, uh, and then uh, we've got another Gits list. Uh, Gloomstrike Gits, Jaws of Mork, Donk, Donk Hold, a Donk Hold Trog Boss, Scrag Rot, Squig Boss with Nasha Squig, and a Loom Boss. 40 Moonclan Stabbers, 30 Squig Hoppers. Don't forget those Moonclan Stabbers hold objectives from 9 inches away. 30 Squig Hoppers, 24 Squig Herd, and then two units of five Spore Splatter Fanatics. Not forgetting they give plus one attack out in an aura, which is really nice. And then a Mangler Squig, so a big monster for doing loads of damage. And uh, he's also got the Loonskin Malevolent Moon. So uh, a free Malevolent Moon spell, thanks to the General um, being the Trog Boss. It's pretty interesting. The Trog Boss is seen as the General a lot, uh, because the Grand Strat chasing the Moon, uh, which I think means... Uh, Everyone has to be under the light for a turn, or uh, he has to be under the light for like three or four turns or something on the general. Very survivable, heals a lot, doesn't really die to chip damage. Then also you get an artifact where you get a free endless spell. It's pretty nice in this list, uh, so that works really nicely as well. Um, and I think, yes, those are all the four ones. Congratulations to everyone doing super well. I hope everyone had a nice time. Next event was at the TSN Arena in Nottingham. We only have one 5-0, it's the only one I'm going to talk about, by Mr. Fabian Quinn um, uh, of the Dragon Slayers. So here he is. Fabian had a great list. He had an Ogre Moor Tribes Boulderhead list. He had a Blood Pelt Hunter uh, with Tunnel Master, a Huskarl on Thunder Tusk, um, a Slaughter Master, and a Frost Lord on Stonehorn, and then Stonehorn Beast Riders, Stonehorn Beast Riders, Stonehorn Beast Riders. Uh, the Rock Main Eldar, minus one to Wound, uh, was very useful, he said, at one point. Uh, spell Lord Flaming Weapons, he wasn't quite so sure about. He liked um, the heal command trait on the Frostlord and Stonehorn, because he's got the command trait touched by the Everwinter, making him a priest and being able to do heal, uh, which is very good, uh, because you could do that even into combat. Um, and then it's just all about the Blood Vultures, running around, doing what they need to do, and fighting and having a good time. Um, very powerful, rolled over a lot of people, but also Fabian's a really excellent player. Uh, really excellent player, and he uh, walked away with a bottle of gin, a trophy, and hopefully a bit of a hangover. So uh, that was our event this weekend. It was called the GNT GT. It was just free gin and tonic all weekend. Um, so that was our event. That was our only 5-0. Congrats to Fabian. 
Our next event was called the Midcon GT, and it was being held in Denmark. Now, they didn't use BCP and said they used Tawny Keeper. Uh, and so I've just copy and pasted the lists out. So I apologize for the poor presentation to people who are watching this visually. If you're one of the people listening to this via the sound of my voice on a podcast, then it looks the same. It looks the same. Uh, so it, we had two five O's. We had Soon Hut uh, and John Hugvad Minch. Uh, I've absolutely nailed their names. Uh, so Soon was running a Silver Neth Oakenbrow list. Say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. I've been talking about this list for a couple of months now. As you know, massive fan, right? Uh, he's got uh, the, uh, it was the burgeoning was the, the kind of season that they're in. He's got Warsong Revenant, who's the general with Spellsinger, Arcane Tome, uh, for the extra cast. Um, and the aspect of the champion fueled by Gurish Rage, uh, which is great. Uh, absolutely great. So that means that uh, on a three up, like if you kill him on a three up, he's come back to life, which is great in an army that can also heal. A Tree Lord Ancient, and then a Spirit of Dirthy with a green word Gladius. Chop, 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 chop. And then the Knight Zephyrus and a Battle Mage. So Knight Zephyros, great for achieving some early battle tactics. Battle Mage, especially good, because you're going to be teleporting a load of Tree Lords around, or Durthu, adding to their charge value. Love that. Battle Line, three Tree Lords, more of a shooting unit than a fighting unit. Love to see it. And then Spite Swarm Hive for the additional bonuses to the charge. And Chronomantic Cogs for the additional, uh, for the re-rolls on the Warsong Rev, who's going to be doing all of the spell casting. Absolutely love all of that so so good uh and then finally uh so we got a another 5-0 uh, and this was just played by uh john hukun mencher um and he was really slaves of darkness host of the ever chosen and he had a chaos sorcerer lord um with the master of magic and the arcane tome marcus nash and bellacor then five chaos knights and the mark of corn five chaos knights sorry 10 chaos knights with the mark of nurgle and then 15 chaos chosen with the Mark of Sanesh. Let's go. And the Soul Screen Bridge. Teleport the Chosen over the bridge. Charge on 3d6. Yeet. Retreat. Keep it in... Oh, I've got nothing that rhymes at the end of that. Anyway, like 15 Chosen. Absolute. Love it. Brilliant stuff. Yeah? Great stuff really cool stuff this is from uh this is just fantastic so love that uh congratulations to everyone in denmark please don't use tawny keeper anymore and i hope you had a great time at the event our next event is in norway it's called norse hammer and it was organized by bjorn hilg stulkenland guna block wadner and christopher malberg nailed that um and it had 36 players playing at this event it was located here uh at the stavanger uh hotel uh, which just kind of looks like a hotel, like in Norway. Uh, it's probably a one-star hotel in Norway. Um, uh, but that's not to say the TOs wouldn't put them in. I just mean Norway's got great hotels because it's a fancy place. That's what I was trying to get at, not be disrespectful of the event, which is what I seem to have just accidentally done. So I don't want... Anyway, in first place, it like... I mean, it's like, they're just, they're very, they've got, they're affluent. So I'm sure they've got fancy, I don't know. Anyway, in first place, Benjamin Fluda, uh, nailed that, uh, was playing Skaven. 5-0 with Skaven, with Skaven. Um, 
Don't worry, bro, Rob. We're all just buddies doing social media. That's correct. Uh, right, it was Skaven. He's got Thanquil on Bone Ripper, Vermin Lord Warbringer, Fight on Death. He's got the Devious Adversary and the Warpstone Charm because he's the general, um, which you see a lot, and Flaming Weapon, so his big weapon does all that extra damage. Let's go. Warlock Bombardier and a Claw Lord. Then he's got 20 Clan Rats, 20 Clan Rats, and six Storm Fiends and a Warp Grinder. Pop up the Storm Fiends, do all of the shooting. Two Wind Launchers, two Rattling Cannons. And then he's got the Fighty Doomflyer Gauntlets. He's got Lack on the Soul Seeker, the Endless Spell, to put Thankwall inside of it. Scoot his little boot up the board. Straight up the board. Uh, I hope the uh, podcast guys really like that. It's a bit of noise. Uh, and then, <laughs> get, then get him out. So in the first turn, you're dealing with... You're dealing with some storm fiends that are popping up from the ground, shooting your little ass off. Yeah, Thankwall's getting out of a boat like it's World War Two and just yeeting on the beach, right? And then the Verminal Warbringer is charging up the board, giving people fight on death and just smashing folks in. Strong, strong list. Strong list. Skaven in a really tough spot. But I think now that you're not getting double damage against, like, uh, Galician veterans, because you kind of almost always have to take the clan rats, then, yeah, pretty cool. Love that a lot. Actually, we're just hearing some news hot from Fazerna, who's in the chat, about the Skaven list. So the Claw Lord that was in the list was given the Flaming Weapons buff for plus one damage on his weapon, was stuck inside the Lacquan the Soul Seeker and yeeted up the board. And then because he's obviously got Fight on Death, thanks to uh, the Warbringer, he was able to kill a Mega Gargant. Claw Lord with a fiery sword in a magical boat who gets out and then fights on death. Legitimately, that sells Age of Sigmar to me. That sentence. That's the sentence that you want. That's it. What happened? That's the sentence that you want to sell all of Age of Sigmar. What happened? Okay, there's a small rat. Okay, cool. He got put into a magical boat after someone had set his sword on fire. And then he fought when he died. He went up the board, got out of the boat, charged a Mega Gargan, which physically is maybe 20 times its size as a miniature. Then hit it a loads of times with his flaming sword, then got killed. And then while he was like, like dying, his soul fought back again and killed the Mega Gargan. Perfect. That's Age of Sigmar done. That's all I want. So in the 4-1 bracket, we've got uh, Simon Lillehagen. Danny Elf said, Loritz Dahl, Ida Moss, and Thomas Berg all going 4-1. Congratulations to all of those people. Uh, super chuff for you. So if we just go through that list really quickly, we had another Fire Slayer list from Greyfjord uh, with a bunch of Hearthguard Berserkers. Um, uh, we had another Stormcast Eternals list, but this time a little bit different. Night Encanter, Lord Relictor, and a Battle Mage. Then five Fulminators in the list. Uh, some libs of vanquishers, and then six long strike crossbows and ten protectors. So a nice kind of like orientation of different unit roles there. You've obviously got the damage dealing in the Vanguard Raptors long strike crossbows, uh, and similar similarly with the Fulminators, so two big damage dealing pieces, and then you've got the protectors for kind of taking the charge, being more of the anvil. Uh, but they also can dish out the damage as well. They're more of a brawler. Uh, than the glass cannon that is the Vanguard Raptors. But just a really nice kind of like mixture of units not overlapping on one particular thing and all of them being able to deal with enemy units slightly differently to each other, but really, really well. So really like that. That's quite fun. Um, there was an old Beast of Chaos list, so we won't bother talking about it, but congratulations to them for using that and doing well with it. Uh, Disciples Inch, there's a Hosa Arcanum list, Kersling, Kairos, and an Ogroid Thermitage. Pretty excitingly, he's taken uh, the... 
Crunchbine Incarnate, but also Lacquan the Soul Seeker in Zinch, which is pretty fun. I assume he's putting the Ogroid in the boat because he's given him the Griffeather Charm. Uh, the and also the stubbornness rhinox so counting as ten on an objective so it kind of feels like a good character for potentially uh, going and um, doing the first turn battle tactic uh, and then also just like outscoring your opponent also really cool uh, because he's going to have um, infusion arcanum so he's got like plus one hit plus one to wound then just some caracacolites some screamers and a cron spine incarnate as well uh, there was a nurgle list super cute blob rockbringer sorcerer sportsbox scrivener uh, 20 Plague Bearers, really difficult to deal with. 10 Blight Kings, also really difficult to deal with. And then some Beasts of Nurgle. I think I think probably this is the best version of like a Total War army that you can build in Age of Sigmar at the minute, in my opinion. This is the the, the tank and spank kind of list. So both the Plague Bearers and the Putrid, putrid Blight Kings kind of pr create that kind of castle or screening wall that's... You know, the Blight Kings are definitely more of a brawler unit than the kind of tanky Plaguebearer unit. But either way, uh, you get stuck on them. And then the Beast of Nurgle charge in, do their mortal wounds, fight, charge out, charge in. Like, they have a retreat and charge. I think that that's really cool. I think that's a really strong kind of mid-board army with lots of presence. And you can just keep summoning more... Um, uh, more beasts of Nurgle to just do more damage in that phase, which I think is, I think that's a really fun little list actually. I really like that. And then finally, a Sylvaneth list in Winterleaf, and this is crazy: a Warsong Revenant, a Battle Mage, and then twenty Dryads, ten Dryads, five Tree Revenants, and then six Colonel Hunters with Scythes, ten Gossamid Archers, ten four hundred twenty points, twenty wounds. That's pretty impressive. And then a Tree Lord, which is pretty nuts. Uh, like. Like, this is really good. Tree Lord to make you fight last. Gossiping Archers on a two-up to run away. Gossiping Archers really good at shooting, obviously. A bunch of different stuff. You're going to be firing a lot of shots, doing D3 more wounds, potentially. Hunters with Scythes. Um, uh, charging in, fighting, potentially striking and fading. 20 Dryads is a nice screen. Really cool list. Like, again, quite different to the Silvereth list we've seen do well previously. So, love to see that. Okay, so, over in Wales, uh, we had uh, Gareth. Gareth Evans, uh, running Sigmar's Spice Rack. Particularly nice event art here. We like this. Uh, it was being held at Firestorm Games, which is an old car dealership that they've turned into a fantastic gaming venue. Just in the outskirts of Cardiff, if you ever want to go out there. There's always there's always someone running an Age of Sigmar event there. It's always a great time. Uh, so shout out to them. It was won by... It, was, it seemed like a bit of a Welsh GT. Uh, because in first place, and our only 5-0 of the event, was Mr. Math Mallow, my good friend. Love that guy, Mr. Matt Davies, um, from Team Lit. Um, and he was running... It, it says Ogamore Tribes, but that's wrong, because he's a jerk like me. Uh, and he was running Slaves to Darkness um, in Legion of the First Prince. That lets you choose a unit and give it a different uh, mark of chaos, which is going to become really important in a moment. He has Bellacor shut down the enemy. Really fantastic. I don't know why we don't see Bellacor in most Slaves to Darkness lists, to be honest. Really powerful. Chaos Sorcerer Lord with Master of Magic, Arcane Tome, and the Mark of Sanesh. Uh, the Lord of the Damned Chaotic Conduit, uh, and Fueled by Gurish Rage, in case he dies. Uh, and then Chaos Sorcerer Lord with the Mark of Chaos, uh, Sanesh, and the Universal Spell, Universal Spell Lord Levitate. Then 10 Chaos Knights with the Mark of Nurgle. You'd be like, well, Rob, it's not Sanesh, and they can't combine wait for it okay a 10 of those they're going to do the classic run in pin the opponent in hold them back then nine unmade same tech as we talked about earlier in the video nine corvus cabal same tech again 
uh, really great. Then 10 Chaos Chosen that are undivided, right? You're like, okay, that's interesting. So he gets to roll at the start of the, on their War Scroll uh, on the Eye of the Gods, looking to get extra rend or maybe extra to charge. They've got naturally plus two to charge, thanks to Colaru in the chat for telling me. Um, uh, and then when they hold an objective, roll again on the Eye of the Gods. Yeah, kill a big monster, I think. It's roll on the Eye of the Gods. But how are you going to do that? They're not very fast. Well, he's got a Chaos War Shrine as well that's also Sinesh. So then what he does is he marks once per, um, marks the Chaos Chosen as Sinesh like with the Legion of the First Prince ability, then he can give them run and charge and r charge on 3d6. And then he's rolling on the undivided using the banner, the dread banner, getting those rerolls. Maybe the rerolls don't happen on actually on units, but either way, looking to get additional rend, which is kind of Chosen's weakness, and then just keep slapping people around. He's also got the Soul Screen Bridge, and he's also all in a one drop. Absolutely fantastic stuff there from Math Mallow. So, in the 4-1 bracket, we got Natty, uh, who went 4-1. David Towsey, Rowan, Aaron Boyhan, I uh, hope I said that right, who's running OCR Bone Reapers, which is exciting. I've got to touch on Natty, though, going 4-1 in what is a pretty competitive field uh, at this event, because Natty's only 12. Uh, Natty has played here at the TSN Arena before. Um, I've played him. Uh, thankfully, didn't lose. <laughs> Winners of other GTs have, though. Um, and so, yeah, Natty... Uh, went 4-1, so massive shout-out to him, which is absolutely fantastic. He's also hilarious on the tabletop, really fun. I'd play, I'd play Natty all day, great human being, uh, So and, and he's 12, so there we go. At the spice rack, hot stuff because of the the spices at the, at the spice rack, exactly. Um, uh, so shout-out to Natty. So Natty was running uh, Lumeth Realm Lords Eumetrica list with a Stone Mage, Teclis, Avalonor the Stoneheart King, and a Wind Mage. Then he's obviously got... 10 Stone Guard and 2 units of 5 Stone Guard and the Rune of Petrification. Obviously, we talked about Teclis a lot and all of the tools that Teclis brings. The Stone Guard are kind of the perfect castle wall for them. If you want to make like a strong kind of defensive screen so you can do all of the damage that Teclis is going to be able to bring from behind that while also doing a load of damage themselves. They're the perfect brawler damage unit. They're an anvil and they're a hammer. Stone Mage obviously helps with that with the unyielding toughness command trait. Um, uh, and then also Avalonor does really good making stuff minus one to hit being able to, and being able to give pluses to attack out to the Stone Guard. So you have a very offensive frontline baller army, uh, brawler army, sorry, and baller. And then Teclis is just dropping smells, spells, smells, bombs, <laughs> all sorts of things. Uh, so a massive shout out to him. Congratulations on doing so well. Um, we also have a Stormcast Eternals list, Lord Imperitant, Yinastra, Three Annihilators, three Annihilators, five Vindicators, three Praetors, five Vanguard Raptors with Long Strikes. And wait, did I forget to mention Karazai again? That's Karazai 5-0 in New York, Karazai 4-1 in Wales. With the almost identical lists. The only thing that's different in this is Yanastra is in this list versus the Lord Imperitant. And the Vindicators are in this list instead of another unit of Annihilators. Literally only difference, insane. Insane that that's still there. That's great. Magikin and Nurgle went 4-1. Blessed Sons, Blob, Morbidex, Orgots, Lord of Plagues, Putrid Black Kings, and some Rotmire Creed. I don't think there's anything really new that needs to be said about Nurgle. Just very solid. I really like the inclusion of both units of Rotmire Creed. I personally think that you can get two or three units in. I think that's great. Those 10 Putrid Black Kings are going to be very, very tough to shift. I love that. Uh, that's great. And then finally, 
uh, OCR Bone Reapers. And this is, again, this is a really excellent list because this is everything from the army pretty much got Ark and the black doing all of the great spells that he's got and he has taken two under spells uh the bone tie shrieker which is just excellent at the moment especially with all of the different threats out there and the nightmare predator and he's got the mortec crawler which is particularly good if he gets paired into gits gothazar harvester is going to combo super nicely with the mortec guard the immortis guard are going to combo really nicely with the characters because they can bodyguard for the mortars and soul reaper and the bone shaper and then he's got five death riders and then six necropolis stalkers he's got hammers he's got anvils he's got magic dom he's got so many different tools here he's got resin from the harvester super fun love that and that is it that is it from everything there our last event is from Aling source in sweden had 24 players and it was the first two day uh for the people in Aling source um and we have some pretty cool lists in first place was constantinos kellis now constantinos has been playing uh corn for a very long time he's a very excellent player and he's going to do lots and lots and lots of damage with this list in his list he's got corn reapers of vengeance army and no scar brand which is just crazy um so he's got an exalted greater demon of corn that's right the Forge World Exalted Greater Demon of Corn. And if I'm right, I'm just seeing Constantinus be in the chat. Oh, congratulations on the weekend. He's telling me what the great Exalted Greater Demon of Corn killed. So over the course of the weekend, he killed nine Bulgors, a Doombull, two Tuscal Chariots, and a Great Brave Shaman, 10 Chaos Chosen, 20 Splinter Fang, and 20 Chaos Sorcerer Lords, three, uh, no, two Chaos Sorcerer Lords, sorry, three Chaos Knights, four Fiends, five Seekers, an Epitome, and Bellacor. Sigvald, a Herald, five Camo Skinks, 40 Skinks, an Astroth Banabera, two Star Priests, and a Slan. An Endrin Master, five Fire Slayer Foot Heroes, 20 Hearthguard, all killed over the course of one weekend by the Big Buy. That's incredible. Uh, absolutely incredible. Thank you for the 900 bits donation for uh, cheers for Johan Elvin, who went 2 3 with his lizards, representing the Brotherhood of Nutrival. I've nailed that. Anyway, Exalted Great Demon of Corn did a lot of killing. He had the Command Trait Mage Eater and the Artifact the Skullshard Mountain. Uh, he had a Blood Secrate, a Slaughter Priest, and a Slaughter Priest. 20 Blood Warriors, which have become insanely cheap. That's 40 wounds with Fight on Death on a three for 320 points. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Uh, 2 times 10 Blood Letters, a unit of 10 Flesh Hounds, and then 3 Mighty Skull Crushers, and then a unit of 5 Wrathmongers, all with the Hex Gorgeous Skulls. Sounds like a real mishmash of units, but I'm sure each element of this list was designed perfectly. So massive shout out to Konstantinos, who's been an excellent corn player, and I'm really excited about him getting a new book. Okay, so looking at the four ones, we've got Jonas Redeemer. He was running Sinesh in Godseeker's Host. He's got a Contorted Epitome, Sigvald and Bellacor, three times 11 Bliss Barb Archers, and six Fiends, five Seekers, and then a Saigor as an ally, Best ally you can get in the game at the minute, in my personal opinion. And then the Dreadful Visage. Absolutely love the cycle. Um, really, really excellent. Congratulations uh, to him. Heed Knights going 4-1 is very impressive. Sebastian Hedberg was running Beast of Chaos in Gavspawn. He had a Doom Ball, a Beast Lord, two Great Ray Shamans, three Morgite Chaos Spawn, some Ungor, some Bulgors, six Slangor Fiendbloods, first time I think I've ever been able to say that on stream during a list review. And then two Cockatrices uh, and a Gorgon. Okay, Cockatrices for shutting down the enemy units. Slangor for absolutely beating people up. 
Bulgore is a big hammer unit as well. Something to always be conscious of. Um, really fun. Really fun. Love that. That's another 4-1 for Beast of Chaos. And Saigor helping Sinesh get to a 4-1 as well. But don't say that Beast of Chaos are good because they'll come for you. And that's it. That's all of our... Those are all of our 4-1s at the event. Um, it's super fun. Swedish scene is really great. If you get the opportunity to go over there to any of the places in Sweden, they're all lovely people. And uh, go have a great time. So again, wildly varied top end. But we're seeing a lot of Chaos doing very well now. Specifically Slaves of Darkness, which is no real surprise to me. Uh, they're a challenging army to face, especially in the hands of a skilled pilot. So that's very good. But there are loads of other lists that have done really well. Uh, the the doom that is the Gits doesn't seem to be emerging. They seem to be strong, but not indestructible, which I think is interesting. We'll see how that pans out. Now, one of the things that we uh, have got is we have the updated stats for Age of Sigmar, which is actually really exciting to click through and read. If you are someone who is very interested in some of these elements, there's loads of stuff to go through. Some of it needs a lot of interpretation, and they do differ to the Games Workshop stats. I don't know what to tell you, apart from we've been doing this for a long time, and they're new. So ours are probably just better. Uh, thank you to Gurgle Smurfin for donating five gift subs in the chat. That's fantastic of you. Thank you. Now, what do the stats say? Well, these stats are for all of uh, this GHB. We currently have 23 tournaments in there, and they showcase that Luminath Realm Lords are doing the best, as I did say. Um, Sons of Behemoth have been picked to be very bad, doing very badly, potentially not even uh, able to play in this matter. And as you can see, they've got a 56% win rate, which is pretty impressive. Um, now, uh, there's a load of reasons that we could talk about a load of reasons that could be the cause of this, specifically things, in my personal opinion, stuff like uh, the fact that uh, Conquerors has gone away so you can hold objectives better than your opponent can hold those objectives. So that feels that feels pretty good. Um, I would say that that's one of, the, there's one of those reasons. So there's lots more objectives in the center. That's also true. Are people creating armies that can beat the DPS check or the damage check, as I call it? Uh, then maybe not. Um, uh, so... Uh, also, no bone split is in here as well. Uh, the rest of it's worth looking at. Casual Overlord's doing well, but they're about to get a new book. Well, they've just got the new book, so that doesn't count. Uh, Gits um, are doing quite well since their new book. They're now up to a 54% win rate if you include only new book lists, which I think is really interesting as well. Saves and Darkness is sat on a 48% win rate, but they're 10% of the meta. So that's going to be a lot of different skilled players from your like casual players all the way up to like your tournament pros playing that army because it's the the broadest spectrum uh, and i think in the hands of better players you'll do even better with that as an army which i think is interesting as well so we are early in the results here but there is going to be some significant um uh things to talk about when we get more on this and we are going to do a big review of the stats in the future jaws of galette most popular battle plan which i think is uh i think is fair i think it's really good prize of galette up there as well um, I don't know why the realm saying cash is actually at 5%, but there you go. Meta representation, safe start this most popular army in the game. I called it last year. That's huge. Knocking Stormcast off the top spot, top spot is massive. It very rarely has happened in the five years that I've been doing stats. I think only one time was it done by um, uh, Legion of Nagash all the way back in the day. Other than that, it's been pretty much up there. So... Uh, Safe start is being 10% of the meta is huge. Ogre More Tribe, 7% of the meta. Super easy to build and produce. Super fun to put on the table. You get to shout meat. Silverneth maintaining its position at the top um, at 6%. It's been 7% for like 
six months uh, ever since their new book, 12 months since their new book came out. So that's great. Lumineth Realm Lords have shot up the rankings. Nighthawk's still really popular as well. Skaven becoming less and less popular, 4.6% um, of the meta. Gits rocketed up. 4.5% um, of the meta now. I think we'll continue to, continue to see that as more and more events keep track, which is fun. Um, the other little stat that's in here that I really like is the positive win rate potential. Uh, this is your likelihood to go 3-2 versus going 2-3 in an event. So if you're not too fussed about like going 5-0, but you want an army that isn't going to just suck all the time, this is probably a better metric than win rates, in my opinion. Uh, and there's some really good armies up there that can, like, they'll give you some insight in what armies not to take, like Cruel Boys, for instance, or Sinesh, or um, it seems Soulblight Gravelords, which is quite an interesting take. Uh, so, yeah, so the stats are all up there. Go check them out. And other than that, thank you to everyone uh, in the chat who joins me for the Stat Center every Monday. Starts at about 11. Live on Twitch if you want to join me. Thanks to everyone on the Most Wargamer Patreon who helps support the show. Can't do the show without everyone on Patreon. Everyone on Patreon supports the show, so thank you to you. You guys are literally the best, so appreciate you a lot. Uh, thank you to everyone who subscribed to the chat. And uh, if you've enjoyed this, then do share it with people. Share it with your friends. Share it with people who need the help um, uh, or just want to know new stuff about the game. Uh, so hopefully you've learned some stuff there. And I hope you had a nice time. Thanks very much.